How's it going, guys? Medium difficulty question for renal step one. Before we start, please subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Give it a like. Really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram threads, moment underscore medical, and man underscore medical links down below. Find me Telegram, links to Telegram crew channel down below. And I start the clip. 61 year old woman, she's having an MI, and she has low blood pressure in the setting of an MI, which means that she has cardiogenic shock. So, question wants to know which of the following changes in renal perfusion, uh, renal perfusion, what the fuck am I saying? which the following changes in renal function is most likely seen in this patient, all right? So let's just whip to the answer choice here. Choice A, decreased phosphate reabsorption, wrong fucking answer. This would be the answer if we had, for instance, hypoparathyroidism. So what does PTH do in the kidney? It does three things. The first thing it does is it causes phosphate reabsorption in late DCT by increasing expression of an apical calcium reabsorptive pump. Okay, not pump, channel, all right? That's in the late DCT. The second thing it does is it decreases phosphate reabsorption in the PCT. It causes downregulation of three different types of apical uh, phosphate antiporters in the PCT. So if you downregulate those reabsorptive pumps, what's going to happen? Increase phosphate in the urine, okay? Decreases phosphate reabsorption. That could be what choice A refers to. Third thing PTH does in the kidney is it activates 1-alpha-hydroxylase, which enables inactive 25-D3 to be converted into active 1-25-D3. The latter goes to the small bowel, causes absorption of calcium. So that effect with increased calcium absorption in the small bowel via 1-25-D3, and then the increased late DCT absorption of calcium. Those are the two ways PTH causes increased calcium. Wrong fucking answer. Choice B, decreased sodium reabsorption. Wrong fucking answer. So we've got cardiogenic shock here. We have decreased renal perfusion. So what this means is RAS is going to increase, renin angiotensin aldosterone system. So if we have decreased renal perfusion, what this causes is the juxtaglomerular cells to secrete renin, cause increased angiotensin 1, angiotensin 2, increased aldosterone. Well, what does, what does aldosterone do in the kidney in simple terms? It increases sodium reabsorption and increases potassium secretion, which means we've got... Secretion is just a word that means excretion through the tubular wall. If you say excretion, that broadly could refer to, are you talking about filtration, where you're losing it, where it's passing through Bowman capsule and it's just not reabsorbed? Does it mean you're secreting it, where you're actually excreting it actively through the tubular wall into the urine? So aldosterone causes sodium reabsorption, causes potassium secretion, causes proton secretion. Okay, So in the setting of high aldosterone, in this case, we would expect sodium to go up, potassium to go down bicarbon pH to go up. Now, of course, the changes in serum levels that are observable clinically or measurably uh, would take time. It wouldn't be instantaneous, but when we talk about uh, micro changes, small incremental changes, uh, more acutely, it would still occur. Wrong fucking answer. Choice C, increased glomerular filtration rate, clearly wrong fucking answer because if we have decreased renal perfusion, then GFR, if anything, would go down, not up. Now, some of you instantaneously might be astute and say, but wait a second, Michael, you just fucking said that RAS would be increased, which it will be. And if angiotensin II is high, you're going to have increased efferent arteriolar constriction, which shouldn't that actually increase your GFR? It's a good thought, but careful. That's going to cause increased filtration fraction. 
which mean which is GFR over renal blood flow slash plasma flow. So this is what goes down. If we have decreased renal perfusion and we're going to have decreased GFR as a result, if we constrict the efferent arteriole by increasing filtration fraction, what that's going to do is it mean it merely maintains GFR that would ordinarily go down. So GFR will be maintained divided by reduced renal blood slash plasma flow, and that means our fraction has increased. So that's why our filtration fraction increases when angiotensin II constricts the efferent arterial. So GFR doesn't increase. GFR could stay the same or maybe decrease slightly, but it's our filtration fraction that increases. Wrong fucking answer. Choice D, increased potassium secretion, correct answer. I've talked about this before. If RAS is upregulated, aldosterone is going to be upregulated, and we're going to see increased sodium reabsorption. We're going to see increased potassium secretion into the urine, and we're going to see increased proton secretion into the urine. So this question, nearly identical to one that's on one of the offline MMEs, but even still the concept hyperbasic in terms of just knowing that if you have decreased shown perfusion, aldosterone is going to go up, and then of course, this is going to be the change that we see with potassium in the kidney. Real quick, increased renal blood flow around fucking answer, as I've already talked about through this clip repeatedly. You're going to have decreased renal blood flow, not increased renal blood flow. It makes sense if we have cardiogenic shock. Wrong fucking answer. You know the deal. I'm going to make more content. I feel like my stuff. Subscribe my channel. Appreciate your time. That's it.